Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus. This Bible study uh, is going to be a blessing today. You know why I know that it's going to be a blessing? (laughs) Amen. Because it's going to be filled with God's Word and God's love for you. So I just want you to know today that we love you and we care about your spiritual life. We care about what you're experiencing right now in a faulty body in a fallen world. That's a simplistic statement about the human condition that we all share. We're all brethren in this. We live in faulty bodies. We live in a fallen world. But here's the hope that I bring every time I minister on any subject. But we have a faithful Father. If you are a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, your sins have been forgiven and you've been born again. You have a Father in heaven, not just a force somewhere in the universe. An an indefinable, unknowable force. No, this is not a Star Wars fantasy. This is a spiritual reality. And we just want to talk to you about these things that is going to help you as it helps me as I teach it. You know, when I go to the Word to study for a sermon or a teaching like we're doing right now, I my soul is feasting on God's Word. You know, the Old Testament writer said, I, I found thy words and I did eat them. Amen. And they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And we pray the Word of God will be the same to you today as you partake of it by just uh, opening your ears, opening your mind, and opening your heart's door as we get in God's Word on this teaching, Faith to Receive. Faith to receive. We want to see that kind of faith developed in my heart and in the heart of God's children so that God's purposes can be realized in our life. You know, the promised land was delayed and kept from uh, being realized in the children of Israel until there was a new generation with faith to receive what God had purposed and promised. When they crossed over Jordan, they found out that everything God had promised them was theirs for the taking. Hallelujah. Well, listen, friend, we want you to cross over Jordan today into the promised land of the scriptures that we might receive all that God has purposed and all that God has revealed his purpose in by making a personal promise to you and to me to be able to claim that promise by faith and have it done in our hearts and in our lives. I want to make a couple of statements as we get into this teaching on faith to receive from Smith Wigglesworth. One of the things he said was, and he clearly received so many of the promises of God in his behalf and in behalf of others. He said, I can get more out of God by believing him for one minute than by shouting at him all night. Oh, friend of mine, we are not spiritual beggars, you see. We are not just just crying out to an uncaring, 
unloving God, sitting aloof in his heaven, uh, unconcerned unless we somehow get his attention. I want to declare unto you by the word of God, we have his attention. We have his undivided attention because we have his heart. Oh, friend of mine, today that's one of the great supreme issues of faith. You see, the true expression of faith is not just believing that God can. It's believing that He will. God is all-powerful and can do all things. Hence, He is called omnipotent. It's a theological truth about His person. God is all-knowing and knows how to do all things. Hence, He is called omniscient. God is with us to manifest His presence and power ready to do all things because He's omnipresent. And most Christians believe these three great foundational fundamental truths about God. And faith doesn't usually break down on these facts about God's ability and His availability. It's this great truth believed that so many are missing out on, and that cost us so many victories, that God is not only all-powerful, all-knowing, and omnipresent, but that God is all-love, and He will do it for me. Now, when I say do it, it's not everything that we want, but everything that He wills. You know, the scripture said, and this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know that we have the petition that we have desired of him. If we know that he hears us, if we know that he loves us enough to listen And if it's in accordance with his will, and by the way, that's why we love to grab hold of the promises of God. Because if he didn't will it, if he didn't purpose it, he would have never promised it in his word. (laughs) But friend of mine, if he purposed it and promised it, then we take a hold of it by faith. (laughs) Hallelujah. God loves you enough to listen When you speak to him in prayer. And if we know that he's listening. You see there's a song we sung based on a psalm that David sung. (laughs) Amen. The great psalmist. Uh, This great truth. I love the Lord because he hears my cry. I love the Lord because he hears my voice. I love the Lord because he hears my prayer, turning his ear always to me. The scripture in the psalm says, inclining his ear unto me. David had a perception and conception and an understanding. He said, God loves me, and he loves me so much that when I speak to him, He turns his ear. He inclines his ear unto me. And if it's in his will, that's the only other issue of of, of believing 
that our prayer is going to be answered, that our petition is going to be taken uh, to God's own heart and expedited back to us. Praise God. Amen. Listen, friend of mine, we need that understanding of how much God loves you and God loves me. And it needs to go beyond the the mental acceptance of it, but a spiritual uh, believing of it. The Bible said we've known and believed the love that God has for us, for God is love. Does God have the power? No problem. You bet he does. Does God know how to help you? Is your problem too complex? Is it beyond what man can figure out so God is scratching his head? No. God knows. He's omniscient. He knows how to help you. (laughs) And is God here with us in the person of Christ, in the presence of the Holy Spirit? Yes, he is. But will he release that power? That's where we need to come in our faith to obtain the victory that God wants us to have to fulfill his purpose because we are given promises from him that reveal his purposes to us and for us. Listen to Hebrews eleven six. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, he is, and I'm going to add to this, this is me now, he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing, he's all-present, but that's not enough. And that he, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Literally, that he cares enough to respond to those that seek him. And we need to believe that when we pray, not after we pray. We need to go into our prayer mode, believing that God is inclining his ear to us. Listen, one practical translation of that verse of scripture in the old covenant says this, he bends down and listens when I pray. He bends down and listens when I pray. You see, the concept of God sitting high above on his throne, far above the concerns of this world or our lives, is a terrible misconception about God and misrepresentation of God. We have to see him loving us enough to bend down and listen when we pray. I've said it many times before in our congregation, the little ones, the little children, uh, you know, not much more than knee high, will want to tell me something or show me something after Sunday school. And they'll come up in the in the crowd of people wanting to ask this question or, or, or whatever is going on. When people, adults, are all around and they'll push their way through and, and I'll feel them next to my leg or they will tug on my coat and I will bend down. I never fail to bend down to hear what they have to say because I want them to know this great, big, powerful, wonderful God is a God who 
cares deeply for them and for us enough to bend down and listen to our cry or our need or just to listen to us when we talk to him. Hallelujah. Believing that God is a rewarder, a responder of them who diligently seek him will motivate us to not give up, to keep seeking him, to keep crying out and praying unto him, to keep our confidence and our patience. Something will have to give, and it won't be God. Amen. God watches over his word to perform it. Hath he not said it? And will he not do it? That's why Hebrews 10 and verse 35 says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Oh, friend of mine, So many times we become impatient, and that's what Hebrews 10 is all about. Hebrews 10, if you back up to about verse 32, it it talks about uh, suffering a great fight of afflictions. And when that occurs, when that not only occurs in us, but our brethren, persecution through many different avenues, uh, bringing pressure to bear upon our lives is, is part of living in a faulty body, in a fallen world, and following Jesus in spite of it. Hallelujah. It's going to bring the devil's ire against us. But God is for us. So it really doesn't matter. It becomes a moot issue if we accept the fact that God is for us. And as the scriptures declare, if God is for us, who can be against us? And I want to go further and say God is not only for us, God is is with us. Jesus said, and lo, I am with you always. And cowards took courage after the resurrection and became stalwart followers of Jesus that death couldn't even deter them. (laughs) And how did these cowards become such courageous men of God to follow him like that? Because of a personal promise after the resurrection. This God that conquered death is promising to never leave them and never forsake them, but to go with them all the way. He told them, he said, now go into all the world, preach the God, told these cowards (laughs) that became these courageous apostles. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And lo, I am with you Always. I will never, Jesus said. And it's in the emphatic. Someone has said it's to the fifth a stage of emphasis. In other words, I will never, no, never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. And it was this promise of his presence because of his loving commitment to us. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Do you feel forsaken? I've felt that way before. I've wondered, where are you, Lord? Where are you? Well, I can't sense you. I can't feel you. See, that's where I need to have something settled in my faith. I need to accept the fact of his love and not wait on a feeling so that I can believe him 
when I don't see and I don't feel. Someone has said, and I like this statement, it's, it's biblically verified, but it's simplistic in its statement to understand. Faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. You see, faith is not based on sense knowledge. It's not based on feelings. Now, I'm Pentecostal from my head to my feet and all in between. I love to sense and enter in, literally, to the presence of God. And I'm so glad that we can, that we can have more than a cut and dried, uh, you know, no sense of the presence of God morning service. I'm so, I'm so, I so enjoy sensing God with me here. Those times when he seems so real, then the Holy Spirit makes him so real to us and manifests his presence to us. But friend of mine, in the time of trial, in the time of test, heartache, heartbreak, temptation, there is a tendency to not be able to enter in because of the emotional hit that we have taken, that we feel so our hearts become overwhelmed sometimes. And when that occurs, we need this unswerving faith in his faithfulness and trust in his love. Praise God. Amen. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward for he that shall come will come it goes on to say and he will not tarry i just i need to quote more of that for someone listening here today for my own self to hear it again this is how faith comes the scripture said in hebrews 10 you have need of patience and i wish everyone in the listening audience would say tell me about it <laughs> and give a, a great amen to that great truth we need this persevering attitude in our faith. We need to seek him out. We need to persevere in this race. We need to persevere in all that we do and all that we experience. We need to persevere and seek him, not just grab a scripture, say it over and over again like some mantra. We need to learn how to seek him out. And that's what it means. He, he, he's going to respond to those who believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently, diligently seek him. We seek him because we know we are welcome. We know we have access to him. We know we have his heart. We know he's listening. So we were highly motivated to seek him till he come and reign righteousness, till he come and manifest the answer to the petition and the prayer. Amen. The scripture goes, begins with in Hebrews 10, back up to about verse 32. Amen. But you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. <sighs> oh, friend, after we, have, after we have trusted in Him, after we have believed on Christ as our Savior, after we have done our utmost to obey Him, we need persevering faith. We need patience that we might 
receive the promise. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of the reward, for he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. This is not about the the soon coming or the second coming of Jesus. This is about God coming, manifesting the answer. God coming through, hallelujah, God coming on the scene in that hospital room, Uh, Jesus showing up and showing out, hallelujah, by bringing that promised answer and causing it to come to pass, glory to God. Someone has said, faith is a holy decision married to an unswerving determination. I want to say that again because there's such truth in it for you and I today. Faith is a holy decision. You see, it's a holy decision to trust God no matter what. But it's married to an unswerving determination. How do we express this decision to trust Him no matter what? By seeking Him and not giving up. Hallelujah. A determination. Praise God. Remember the woman with the issue of blood that said, if I, she's made a holy decision. She said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I believe that healing will flow to me. If I can but touch, if I can but touch, she made a holy decision to get to Jesus as a point of contact to touch the hem of his garment. And when she made that holy decision, she backed it up with an unswerving determination. (laughs) Hallelujah. She had an issue of blood and she was growing weaker every single day. As she became anemic and tired and fatigued and literally weak and surely without an answer would have died. But she had to get through a crowd. There was a press upon Jesus. There were people all around him with all kinds of needs and wants. And this woman must have, and I can visualize, the Bible doesn't tell how she got to him. But she didn't have the strength to elbow people out of the way or to even cry out like Lazarus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But she must have got on her hands and knees and crawled all the way to where he was and touched his garment, reached out. This is determination. Uh, This is acting on our faith, (laughs) causing it to become active in our life. Listen, she grabbed hold of the hem of his garment and suddenly... It said virtue flowed out of him. That word virtue in the Greek meant the supernatural healing power flowed from Jesus to her. And she felt immediately in her body, it's done. I am healed. Authentic healing. Verifiable healing. A man flowed into her body and Jesus felt it. He knew it and he turned and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, what do you mean? People are are pushing all around you. Oh, no, but this was a touch of faith, a touch by faith. And when that touch occurred, virtue flowed from him. Oh, friend, (laughs) 
The woman just lifted her hand. I can see her saying it was me. Did I do something wrong? Was there something wrong in me trying to claim something, get something that that you didn't want me to have? No, 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 no. No, he said, woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. All friend of mine, today we need to get that determination. I will not be denied. Praise God, that Jacob attitude who wrestled with the angel and said, I'm not turning. Oh, friend, I won't turn you loose until you bless me. And they wrestled all night long. But about the dawning of the day, the angel let him know, I could have won any time I wanted to. He just touched his hip and threw it out of, out of joint. But then he said to him that I'm going to change your name to Israel. For thou hast prevailed with God. Amen. (laughs) You won the fight. You didn't win it because you overcame God's reluctance, but you laid hold on his willingness. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't know if you heard what I said, so I'm going to say it again. This is not what the Bible said. This is what the Bible clearly indicates. When we pray in faith believing, we do not overcome God's reluctance. We lay hold on his willingness. Praise God, a friend of mine. Today, I know God is all-powerful. I know that God is omniscient. He knows what to do when everyone else is scratching their head. Make no mistake about it. God is not scratching his head. He knows how. In fact, as the scripture said, he knows how to deliver the righteous. It doesn't matter how complex and complicated your situation is. God knows how to deliver the righteous and to bring the wicked into judgment. God has that kind of understanding ability, and capability. I want to quote Smith Wigglesworth again before we quit today. I hate to quit. I'm into this too. I hope you can sense that. He said, fear looks, faith jumps. Fear nev- faith never fails to obtain its object. If I leave you as I found you, I am not God's channel. I am not here to entertain you, but to get you to the place where you can laugh at impossibilities. Laugh at the impossible. You see, dear friend, the Bible said the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. And we believe that instantly. We know there's nothing too hard for him. He couldn't be God if something was on his capability of addressing. That is a great powerful part of faith but the but without this part of faith that part of faith will not bring the answer and the manifestation we got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so not only are all things possible with god that's a given but all things are possible to him that believeth. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's why Jesus said on so many occasions, as your faith be, that it's not an issue of my power. 
I'm here present, so it's not an issue of my presence. It's an issue of believing that I'm going to release that power to you right here in this holy moment and right now. So the scripture says, nothing is impossible to him that believeth. And whatever we ask in prayer, believing, we shall receive. And today, as we close this this time together, and as I said, I really hate to close it. So come back next week and let's continue, will you? In this Bible study that is so vitally important, I believe that God wants to do wondrous things in these last closing days. When sin is rampant and Satan is ravaging so many lives around the world, I believe God wants to show up and show out. I believe He wants to heal the brokenhearted. I believe He wants to set the captive free. I know He wants to save every lost person, for it's not His will that any perish, but that all come to repentance, that all have eternal life. He loves you today. Because He loves you, He sent His Son Because Christ loves you, He condescended, He came, He came down, and He laid in a manger like a helpless, vulnerable little child, dependent on a fleshly mom and dad to care for Him, so He could go like a helpless, sacrifice lamb and hang on a cross for six hours till he could say it's accomplished. This was my supreme mission to save people like you and me. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I implore you today, run to him. Come to him. Don't run from him anymore. He can change you. He can change you from the inside out. So don't try to change yourself from the outside in. Come as you are. Repent of your sin. Receive Christ. And God will do the work in your life. And if you're a Christian today, believe His love more than you believe any other thing. And God will come through for you. Don't give in and don't give up. In Jesus' name. 